1: welcome back to the FlowTrack podcast flow track podcast Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com you can find us on apple podcast spotify stitcher and google podcast or on our website flow org slash flow podcast you can see our faces you can see lincoln's shirt which is in some ways blending into the picture behind him it's an mm-hmm. optical illusion
0: right it's not an accidental move on my part i picked up a few of these new shirts from the gap the uh their <laughs> online store I'm feeling I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty fancy this time of year. I just feel like I had to, to jazz up my wardrobe, even though I can essentially just be in pajamas all day, every day of the week, uh because I work from home, of course. But uh I'm pepping up my game as we enter as we enter the fall. We've left summer. It's time to leave behind the the Nike shorts and uh stretched out t-shirts. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to just bring a little bit more style to to these podcasts. Do you think online shopping is here to stay i <laughs> it seems It seems to be pretty successful. That's why I like to joke in our house, you know Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the history of the world. I think um, our family has contributed about half of his wealth to him, uh <laughs> just this quarantine period alone uh we seem to have an amazon package at our door about every single day so it it, yeah Mm -hmm. i would say online shopping is a is a is a trend that that may 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 be here to stay
1: this is a sharp turn for you from making novelty t-shirts based on obscure running sayings and yeah sports sayings in general to now dare i say it's almost formal wear by your standards with these collars. you know i go
0: yeah i go back and forth sometimes i i i i'm in a season of life where i i like to be fancy and then other times uh you're right i like to make shirts that no one understands or like two people um understand or like that doesn't make sense at all like kipchoge happens i mean that doesn't make any sense at all but it right. made sense in the moment for me and i made it uh you know uh that, that's just that's just. The way I roll, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I'll always break back the t-shirts back out. I haven't worn my Fred Curley shirt in a while. I need to get bet mm-hmm. get that back in the rotation. Um, we'll see. I, I like to keep people on their toes. Yeah, you
1: made two of them last year. Kipchoge happens and there's no such thing as a PR. If you were mm-hmm. to make a shirt this year based on something that happened this year in track, what would it be?
0: Oh man, I, I might have to have a like a Warholm face uh like with mm. him, or, you know, him slapping his face, um, and screaming. Like the other day it, in his race in Rome, uh, on the start line, he said, "Watch this!" And I could have like mm. that, like a quote bubble, and him screaming in his face Watch this. I, I'd wear that shirt. Um, <clears throat> what else would I possibly into, into Uh, I Anything you know I would probably want...
1: related or chapter guide related. Maybe something like
0: that. I mean I was thinking. I was thinking of just a a screen grab of the world's most famous tweet which of course is who they the age of which every pole vaulter got to their 18th 6 meter <laughs> clearance uh, I think just a just a grab of that would be would be a shirt I would want to have maybe like maybe even Make more two than of that. like that. what? Sw- yeah yeah I was going to say I think you might want one as well so there's no, opportunities for the shirts creator. to be made this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of options. Give it to the, give it to the author. Uh
1: yeah. I'm thinking, yes, yeah, something Mondo related, something guy. Maybe you could go really self-referential, and the shirt mm-hmm. is just a picture of a cowboy hat, and there's an arrow pointing to it, and it says "Underrated Hat" in honor of Brian Browser,
0: yeah. right? And you, yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, for the Mondo, um, you could have because it's been his biggest accomplishment this year. You could say, uh, "Co Ultimate Garden Class Champion." <laughs> that that might be a valuable shirt for him. Uh, you should make. You know how they the, had uh, the biggest thing.
1: You know the the you know the bands make the shirts, right? And then people put the tour dates on the back. And I've seen yeah. a similar style with. A team, and then all the accomplishments are on the back. It'd be amazing to have a Mondo shirt with all the accomplishments on the back, and at the bottom is Co Garden Class Champion,
0: right? And he's essentially done a full tour schedule. I mean, that's what it's just like he's he's like a rock band in Europe just bouncing around. He's got a Doha yeah. date coming up this week. Uh, the guys jumped everywhere, and uh, mm-hmm. it's his has been slowed down by the pandemic at all, so it's like he's like. I don't know who's a band that that tours a lot. I he's like the Rolling Stones. I, I don't know. It's it's Bruce, Yeah, you yeah.
1: <laughs> you you have you have some time because I feel like these shirts have a, a very small audience, but a very passionate <laughs> audience. And I feel like it. I feel like if you get them all together by next Olympic trials, assuming media is allowed at the next Olympic trials. You know, you have a whole ten day layout of it. You're gonna have your fellow media members and stitches the whole. Like if you roll out like a Co Garden Clash champion shirt with Mondo's yeah. face on it, I mean that's gonna do yeah. really well. It's gonna do really well. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. There's a number of other things. You know. uh I, I I don't know. I watched Noah Lyles run 185 meters, and all I got was this lousy shirt or something like that. <laughs> I mean, there's there's options. <laughs> What's
1: that Cubs shirt? It's like the greatest game ever played. Was it? how does it go? Oh, it was it Tuesday in yeah, Cleveland. The greatest game oh, ever played
0: yeah. was on a Wednesday in Cleveland. Uh, so, at, like a Ohio take up on or that or something? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The greatest 200 ever yeah. run was a 185 meter race in Florida. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> just, just throwing it out yeah. there you'd you'd you'd, you'd yeah, buy that yeah. if someone came up here to track me and said hey 15 bucks you'd get that
0: yeah oh yeah 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 i'd lose all my money doing that i, I i'm that's my sense of humor like to a t so that's to no pun intended there uh but yeah these they, i i think you know if track was a bigger sport we'd have a pretty solid business. I mean, we have all these shirts in the NBA that are like obscure references. That's that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. I need to. That's my side hustle if I ever get it started.
1: Yeah, AP Ranch forever. Yeah, on the front and then on the and on the back, it's just it's like someone jogging a 300. Like I, I don't know how yeah. you visually represent doing a 300, <laughs> but that needs to right
0: be very right clear.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, posting. You know you have merit by the clock with a 51 on it.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, no, like uh A- AP Ranch check, twenty twenty season check. Like, I don't know. It's something like that. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's just <laughs> you could you could figure it out. The
1: the topic of, of Mondo got me thinking about what's left in in twenty twenty, uh both on the track and on the roads, putting NCAA aside because we talked about that yesterday. We're gonna talk about that later on this week with a couple guests. But in terms of the track season, in terms of the major road races uh coming up, we've got a short list of about seven matchups that that I'm still interested in in seeing. And one of them is this Friday, Mondo vaulting again. You surprised me when you said, oh yeah, Mondo's vaulting. I thought you were joking because he has every reason to stop going and yet he's still going to vault again. <laughs> this this week what's the what's the motivation for him is it that man he cleared 615 so easily let's just bump that up a couple centimeters like he did indoors and just keep raising that raising that uh that mark a little higher a little higher and 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 until he eventually hits something that that he's kind of stalls out at
0: it, you know it could be to chase the overall world record as we know we learned last week I mean, if some people like, including me, didn't know already that there's not an outdoor and indoor world record in the pole vault. It's just the best overall height between those two disciplines, indoor and out. So he doesn't have the outdoor world record. His 618 is the world record. So maybe his motivation in going to Doha is to chase 619. My suspicion though, is just that we are so accustomed to track athletes, only competing track and field athletes, only competing when it's like okay, what it, it's like a it's an end to a means uh, or a means to an end. There, there's the correct thing. He just competes because it's on the schedule. It's he's like I'm a professional athlete. This is the highest level of competition. I compete. This is my job. Like we're like I said, we're just so used to everybody like okay, you this is a really fast matchup. You're trying to go for a record, and it is the case where maybe he's trying to go for a record. But I just think mo- the most part is. It's a high-level pole vault competition. He's a professional pole vaulter. And so he's more often than not going to compete in said competition. He loves doing it. And uh I don't think we can apply the same rules of, you know, oh, are you tuning up for a championship? Well, no. Mm-hmm. Is Are you trying to <clears throat> win the Diamond League points? Well, no, it's not that. It's just like. The guy loves the guy loves jumping, and he's having fun. I mean, it's also more and more practice for beating some of the guys. He's going to be contesting for the gold medal, or he's going to be competing against for the gold medal next year. You know, he's been on fire and been way way better than Sam Kendricks this year. And you assume Kendricks will bounce back and be better in 2021. And and the championship level, Kendricks has had his number. What's another victory over him to reinforce that Mondo mm-hmm. has taken over the the pole vault for good? So. The biggest point, though, is is just I, he's on fire. Why, why stop now?
1: No, I think you bring up a good point, and we probably do a disservice to ask, well, why are you competing instead of the opposite, which we should be saying to yeah, people, yeah. well, why aren't you competing? We default back to the same frame of reference every single time of, well, man, if there's no team to qualify for. I just was wondering, because he's got both marks, because he's won everything and had – had a perfect year, and this is another trip, another competition. I wonder if he had a season best of six oh five. If he would still be, if he would still be mm-hmm. going. That's that. that that's my mm-hmm. that. That was why it sucked out. And it is he is breaking with the norms here. Let's be honest. That's why it is so unique. It shouldn't be unique, but it but one hundred percent is.
0: Yeah. yeah. But that's the way he's always been. I mean, since he was in high school, he competed an absurd amount. And it was only college last year of which he kind of seemingly took it slower. And I think that's more in line with the fact that it was 2019 and it was a year that ended in October. And so he was kind of prepping for his season to stretch from January to October. So he wasn't going to go hard out of the gate as he normally would. But he's always competed a ton and honestly like who can pass up the opportunity to go back to doha we all all of us mm. the athletes media members had so much fun last year uh he gets to compete n- not in khalifa stadium with the ac no. it's outside of that and we all love that doha heat it's a uh you know we were there at this time last year it's beautiful it was really 100 cool. degrees with <laughs> a million degrees humidity it's, it's lovely this time of year uh and he gets you can go to the visibility he can ride a Right. Yeah. ride right, A camel. If he so is so interested. I mean, there's a lot of good memories dating back to a year. So I, if listen, no pandemic and I had the opportunity to go to Doha, I'm probably going to say yes right now. I, 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 I wow, miss really? the, the beautiful country of Qatar. Yeah.
1: It was a good time. All right. Yeah. No, I, I looked up the date cause I thought it hey, was it the one year anniversary when it started and it actually didn't get going until later on in the month, but we got there a couple of days ahead of time. So it was mm-hmm. about about a year away, and it was ridiculously hot. And luckily, we had the AC stadium. Mm. Uh, they do not, which probably will impact another race. But I'm still looking forward to this one: this women's 3000 that's coming up on mm-hmm. uh, Friday. Chip Koetch, and Sagai, just to see what what Obiri has. Chip Koich, obviously, more of a, a steepler, but that one I'm looking forward to. And then the 800, Faith Kipyegon, continuing her her drop down in distance after two valiant attempts at the 1K world record. She's running the 800 against Winnie Nanyando. And then Eunice Sum is in there as as well, too. So two good women's
0: uh, distance races there. Absolutely, yeah. You, the 3,000, obviously, it's just missing a Safan Hassan appearance. And that would be mm-hmm. about a perfect race. You wish she was there. But uh, Obiri versus Chipko, which is, is pretty tantalizing as well. The steeple world champ, the 5,000-meter world champion um you'd like O'Beri in all in all likelihood there but there's i don't know i don't know you know it's it's one of those like races that doesn't mean a whole lot regardless of where it goes like chipkowicz wins great she's a steepler like that's not a huge mm-hmm. i mean it's a, the story of a of a flat 3000 period it's like you you don't really know what to do with it i guess if it goes like the men's 3k a couple of days ago in rome and it goes really really fast we could learn something but mostly it's just a fun one off situation who wins a 5000 a 5000 star or or a or a steeple star you know it's it's a it's a it's a classic question i i i would say those two one of those two is likely to win but uh, there's other names in there as well and uh i don't know it's a weird year obviously so we shall we shall see
1: yeah i think what's unique about this is the Doha women's 3000 is usually the fastest one of the year but it's in may and now it's the very yeah. last meet of, of the year and the weather obviously is a lot different and they don't run uh a ton of three thousands but i don't matter maybe if the weather does cooperate they'll be able to get something going because they've certainly had luck going fast there in the in in the past another doha race another doha race that i'm looking forward to fresh off her, her 10-8 which was surprising to me last week at rome elaine thompson just blew away that field she is on the start list i don't think there's anybody that can oppose her lincoln so in terms no. of what's the, the best matchup here i think it's elaine thompson versus the ghost of doha past
0: <laughs> the ghost of doha pass um she didn't she didn't run well yeah. last year it
1: was bad for her it was not a good time last year yeah, oh
0: that's what you're that's what you're referring to i see what you're saying yeah what do you think i was referring to see i mean uh i don't know like ebenezer scrooge um let's see i mean Talou is in this Christmas but ah uh, right to in this from from the ivory coast i mean if she's on form maybe but no after no one's no one's come close to running 1085 uh obviously other than than elaine thompson this year the rest of the field the next best season's best is Aaliyah hobbs at 1112. i think she's gonna absolutely smoke everyone but yeah maybe it's it's you know it would feel good to even if it's not in the same stadium to kind of have that strong performance in the city of Doha last year where things went so sour I remember here's a baseball reference coming I mean you Darvish he pitched so poorly in Dodger Stadium at the World Series in the World Series came back as a Cub Mm -hmm. a year or two later and won a game at Dodger Stadium and it kind of he kind of said like it felt good to to like break that curse. Like I can pitch well here. Maybe that's exactly what Elaine Thompson. She's thinking that you Darvish here and like, I can run well in Doha. Uh, I, I doubt that's what she's thinking, Kevin, but maybe, maybe she's thinking that. And, and all, the biggest thing is, can she run even faster all by herself again? Mm-hmm. Can she go faster than 10, eight? I'll be excited to to see that. We haven't seen much of Shelly and Frazier price uh the americans have been quiet um the what am i why can i not dean asher smith hasn't done a whole lot so the hundred has been pretty stagnant but this last this late little push by elaine thompson has has uh excitement in the women's sprints which have been few and far between in in 2020 they really haven't got going like some other events
1: who is you darvish pitching against in that game at dodger stadium where he struggled
0: Ah, uh, the Astracos. I <laughs>
1: hmm. yeah. Wonder why he struggled. That's interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, uh, Elaine
1: Thompson was not racing against people banging on trash cans in Doha. There were not enough <laughs> people in the stadiums. We, we, we would have heard it if there were trash cans. So yeah. So fourth in the fourth in the hundred, and then had to you know pull out. Didn't right? You know, r- r- really, really didn't con- fully contest the the two hundred. So this, which I mean, her two hundred times. I mean, her two hundred performances have been amazing throughout the years too. You think that, and that's yeah. like such a winnable, that's such a winnable event.
0: And oh, yeah. Fraser
1: Price not Fraser Price not being there in in the hundred this year, which is you know, probably just she's keeping keeping her powder dry for twenty twenty one. But I, may, yeah, maybe Thompson puts a little pressure on her if she throws another time out there in the low in the low ten eights for twenty twenty one.
0: Do you tend to think that in in the Olympics it seems like it always happens? And I, I I don't know if history backs this up, but like somebody dominates the hundred and not dominates, but it's like if if you win one of the sprint, if you win the hundred, it's like you're you're a strong candidate to to win the two as well. I, I um basically what I'm, I'm I'm you know last year was I I'm struggling here, but do you think All Thompson right. has a Take chance to, to sweep to, to sweep the the one and the two next year, or is that like has that ship sailed for her?
1: chance? Yes, likelihood no, because you got in the two hundred depending on what Shani Miller Weibo does, and she said she might do the do the two. You have her, and you have Asher Smith there, and then the hundred. You yeah. still have to favor Fraser Price, but no, it's a. Are you saying? Are you saying that? If you told me right now that Elaine Thompson won the hundred, could she also win the two hundred? Yeah, because that means she's in really good form, and we've seen her really good. But this far out, based upon her injury history and what she did last year, I'd say there's a there's a small chance there, but still a chance. Yeah, she's one of the few people yeah. who could do the double, because who else is yeah. going? Because Rachel Price really hasn't run that many championship no 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 two hundreds throughout her career. Right? She she did it in twenty twelve. She did it in. In 2013, those are her only medals in a in a global championship. 200. Asher Smith would be a good candidate for it, but past those two, I really think it's only yeah, it's it, it's just that group. It's just that group. I think that could do it. Right. I don't yeah. think Shippers yeah. going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Three more matchups I want to talk about, and they three these three matchups involve a lot of the same people over and over again. Let's start first with the big one uh Bekele V Kipchoge London Marathon coming up next Sunday
0: Yeah the 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 loops of London um mm. I can't believe it's finally uh, about to be here um it's been delayed by the by the pandemic and we kind of thought uh it's maybe not going to happen but it's still going to happen I mean the big question for me is we know Kipchoge is going to show up in in great shape but like what what version of Bekele are, are we possibly getting he's been posting on social media so it's not like he's been zero dark 30 or anything uh he looks fit uh you know see him doing some calisthenics some stretches <clears throat> the, 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 i'm just curious like what we have because it's on a different course we don't know what time to expect is a world record in play i i mean i i doubt it but you can't rule out that possibility with a guy coming off a, a 15940 be it even a year ago uh yeah. and and then we have Bekele coming off a 20141 I uh, I I would almost bet the farm that that Kipchoge is going to beat him but like I don't know is Bekele still that good I mean there's just there's all these questions that that we feel like Kipchoge is this impenetrable force but then you do remember oh wait this oh, he Bekele is. fellow was pretty good uh last time out and he's been pretty good on the track uh is he still running yeah. hot and cold in the marathon that's i mean that's the biggest thing is you you assume that he hasn't fully figured out the, the marathon to the level of obviously a kipchoge but i don't know that he's Part only of, two seconds well, off the world record yeah
1: yeah but we're talking about kipchoge here uh, who's never had a bad marathon most of them have been great before i was saying the only thing that could stop him was the pandemic but then another part of me mm. thinks he'll figure he'll figure this out because he yeah. figures everything out and he'll figure out a way you know over these past couple months to put himself in even better position he races so sparingly as is and the fact that we didn't see him in the spring it's oh man it's been a while since we've seen kipchoge does he does he still have it and i think he's going to be fine and i think the fact that he races very rarely would help him in this scenario because he's not going to be rusty without a bunch of races leading up to it. But obviously this is going to be this is going to be an amazing race. I'm just I'm so glad it's happening. I'm still kind of shocked that it's happening, but I'm so happy about oh, it. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. Do you feel like the world records a possibility? I don't, but I feel like they're going to go out in
1: like 60-20 and I'm going to be feeling really dumb. <laughs> But I don't yeah. like it. Doesn't this to me doesn't scream world record r- race? Uh, but they have they're lining up pacers. He's obviously if Bikelay, and it doesn't even need to be Bekele. There's a bunch of other people here who could push Kipchoge late into the race. Like all yeah, that's yeah. setting up for him to have a a really really um, good opportunity at, at the fast time. But I don't know about you. I just this just never felt like a world record attempt but i could be wrong i've been wrong numerous times on underestimating Cape yeah China.
0: london for as fast as london is it's it, it's hasn't been as fast as berlin but then again we're on a different we're on a different, different course, course. Yeah. i don't know if so that changes things substantially you would think um yeah it doesn't have that pr building of like there's not that the big marketing push of says this is a world record attempt but, yeah, London goes out super super fast every every single time, and there's going to be people going out in like you said in under sixty one minutes so when that's when that's going and you you race the second half you're you know all you got to do is come home and you know you you run 60, yeah, 60, yeah. 30, you just come home in in sixty one and you're right there you're perfect uh <laughs> easy pretty easy to do um yeah but it, it, I'm yeah, like a, less
1: interested in that. Like, are you still interested in that as the A story? I just, me, it's just all about who wins, really. I mean, if Kip, no, it's if Bakale wins and gets the world record, then okay,
0: that's that's yeah, no, it's the matchup. Stunning. It's, of course, the matchup. It's a, it's a, it's, it's the yeah, it's the, the, if Kipchoge wins, we finally put this story, unless he wins by like. A half a meter, we finally put this to bed, right? We put put a who, you know, not who's the best, but you know, does is Bikelay even a even a in the same conversation? I mean, he's not, but is he even remotely within scratching distance of of Kipchoge, and it, this is kind of the thing to to put it to rest. Um, my question though is, if Bikelay wins, do we do we put this? Do we put an asterisk next to this? Oh, it was a weird. It you what? know no. this is what? a week, is No, think about it though. Is, is is this a pandemic year? This is no, they changed no. the course. These guys haven't raced in a year.
1: I mean, why would it be an asterisk when he comes back and does the exact thing he was doing before all those things happened? It's not an asterisk
0: because it's a, all he's doing is a, showing not the that nothing him.
1: It's still twenty six point no, two miles on a legit course.
0: I'm saying. Are oh, you saying if Pekale? If Bekele oh, beats oh,
1: oh. Kipchoge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. Re- oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I I did not hear the first part of that. Um, yeah, yeah. Must be my audio. Uh, no, no, it's fair. It's fair. Fair, okay. is fair.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't have now. A okay, that's right. You can't. Yeah. You yeah, can't I can't say- walk
1: back that take. I was very adamant about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I. But he, here's here's the other part of it though. Kipchoge, regardless of what happens, is still the greatest marathoner of all time. Of that that does not change. That does not change. Uh it could be an honest victory against him and he could take his world record. All that could be true, but Kipchoge is still the better marathoner. You can't take mm. one you can't take one one win here and let it overtake everything else that Kipchoge has done.
0: So what do you think what do you think is more likely that that Bekele finishes within one minute of Kipchoge or Bekele DNFs. I thought
1: you were gonna say thirty seconds to make that closer. Ah I think he's gonna finish. I told you before, I think the laps really benefit him because he's a track guy mm. first and foremost. Not that Kipchoge didn't run on the track, but Bekele it's where he it's where he buttered his bread, so I'm going right. to go with the – and I, I know where you're coming from on this because I've played this game virtually every time Bekele runs a marathon. <laughs> and, and for a lot of those, you you would have taken a DNF or DNS. I'll say he finishes within a minute. I would not be surprised if he doesn't get second
0: though. No. I mean – Who else? Is is my man Mule in this? Yeah. Washington. There's
1: a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of talk. they got everybody, close to everybody yeah. in this race. And I'm excited. I know uh, Ryan and Alex got yeah, I mean, the yeah. uh marathon mm-hmm. London Marathon director Hugh Brasher on the Beneath the Grandstand pod. So I'm going to be I'm going to download that pretty soon and listen to it cuz mm-hmm. I want to know his his thoughts on the course and how the field came together and all that stuff. Um but yeah, they have a legit field. Like there's a better chance, I'll put it this way. There's a better chance of Bekele getting third or lower than there is of Kipchoge getting second. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> basically, basically, it,
1: it, if you're saying like Kipchoge should get first, Bekele, you know, based on seed time, Bekele should get second. There's a higher chance of a Bekele upset being pushed out of the top two than there is of Kipchoge being upset and getting pushed out of the top spot. I think that's accurate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you never know what to expect from Kenanisa Bekele on the roads. He may walk. He may break a. He may break a world record. He may <laughs> drop out within yeah. within the first half. It's uh, it's an incredible experience. Um, and I just, uh, just this would be crazy storyline. If 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 Garamu ends up winning, I I just <laughs> that would be perfect twenty twenty material. I mean, the 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 yeah. uh, most overwrought. Uh, tendency online is something weird happens in the sports world and somebody says oh can 2020 get any weird like how 2020 of this but Moisenet garmu coming away with the world record to just like absolutely like throw away any sort of narrative we had about this race would would be hilarious uh yeah
1: i'm deleting the tweet that i had saved up about this most 2020 thing ever. So thank you for letting me know. It's <laughs> I'm gonna
0: move that to the. I wanna. I
1: wanna. I'm trying to find the full elite field here, so that way we can. Uh, we can. We can. Well, we'll have plenty of time to talk
0: about this next S- week. But yeah, speak intelligently um, on this. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, Garamu, Marius Kipsira, Mule Washina, Tamarat Tola. Like they all have 203, 204 PBs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Washina <laughs> has, or Gar- Garamu has run 20. 20- Two fifty-five. It's only because Kipchoge's been right. so good that we're like, yeah, that guy's no chance, no way. Mm-hmm. And it's only because of what has done before that we give him a shot, right? If you switched, and, like, if, if Garamu had run two oh one forty-one in Berlin last year, not Mikaela, I don't think we'd be giving Garamu a puncher's chance. I think we'd say, no, that we'd be race. talking
0: about, well, wow, that was uh, Berlin, you know, that was perfect. Yeah. You know, it was perfect situation, and uh, no, it's, it's the fact that it's Mister Twenty Six Seventeen, and you know, the Mister Twelve Thirty Seven, and a bunch of a bunch of gold medals, and and uh yeah, it's he's he. Bekele is just, you know, he's earned the the. I guess the benefit of the doubt, although he has uh, mm-hmm. certainly sowed some doubt in the marathon in in the in the past, but uh it's you're right no absolutely we look at those guys who the year whatever it was 20 was it 20 was it yeah it's been 2019 I guess when when uh Kipchoge dominated at the end but those guys were with him for quite Mm -hmm. a long amount of time and I mean of course that's just the shoes I mean those guys are 207 marathoners without the shoes but uh (laughs) I'm just kidding uh look Speaking of, sh- I got speaking of used- shoes, I am curious what they're going to be wearing. Uh, what the- just because I mean, I I doubt th- I'm surely Nike's updated the Alpha Fly, right?
1: Well, what are the new what are the new regulations?
0: I don't know. Just I don't mean, give me those. There's all I know is you much, can't wear them much. on the
1: track, Cassandra. Yeah, yeah. Why'd you bring that up? Don't bring that up unless you're prepared to have a fully fleshed out take. You can't just be like shoes. Your thoughts? It's like no. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Shoes go. Uh I mean, part of me as a longtime drag fan has been conditioned to be disappointed by matchups that don't materialize, you know, Dan versus mm-hmm. Dave, Michael Johnson V Donovan Bailey. Like you could go on and on and on about uh, things that mm-hmm. we anticipate that don't end up coming to fruition. But recently I've been mm-hmm. surprised recently. Um, people have met the, met the moments. I just find it hard to believe that he would go through this whole thing. And then McKaylee would make it 10 miles and then drop out. I just, I don't see it. I, I see him going all the way through to well, the, end. and I'm also 10 miles. He's, he's He's lost to Kipchoge before, so it won't be a novel thing if he loses again. Like, he has practice at that. Mm-hmm. It won't be a, I need to cover my, my myself here and grab my hamstring and drop out. Mm. Anyway, another Bekele yeah, matchup that next, I'm looking forward to. Injuries can
0: to. happen. Sorry, I'm just saying injuries can happen in mile 22. It doesn't have to be mile 10. It can pop up. I, I don't think he's coming into this injured by any means. I'm just saying I, I – he has history of running into problems fully coming into the race, fully healthy. And that could definitely happen here. We'll see.
1: Yeah. But I mean, if you get injured in, in mile 22, it's sort of like a TKO, right? Like you're being forced yeah. into that position. I, I I, always, whenever we cover these major marathons, it's like so, and so dropped out with hamstring tightness at mile 22. Well, yeah, everybody's hamstrings are tight. It's a marathon. That's part of running a marathon. Nobody's hamstrings are mm uh immune to that sort of stuff. Maybe Chris Chavez, yeah. but that's like it. That's like the only, and Kipchoge. Those are the only two people
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. who can get through that wall in that condition. Like, I think if he, if he bails that late in the race, it's because it was a Kipchoge induced issue at that point. Yeah, it's, it should be DNF parentheses, didn't want that smoke. That's what it should be. Yeah. It shouldn't be injuries. Yeah. It's, no, you tap out, you tap out at that point, which is, yeah. It happens to literally everybody. So it's there's no yeah. there's no shame in it, but that's that's more what I, I mean I'm imagine about. I think
0: imagine feeling fatigue, your cardiovascular system starting to break down, your legs hurt and you're like, "Well, this makes sense. We're running we've been running 201 pace for an hour <laughs> and a half." And then you look over to the guy on your right and he's smiling. It's just like, yeah, yeah, "I'm done. Yeah, this man. is over."
1: Yeah there's a psychological edge and again that's why that's why I like Kipchoge in in this race is just because a lot of the you know the more unpredictability in a way the better because he just seems to handle everything and he handles weird races really well we've seen it time mm-hmm. and time again so Bekele has another matchup that i mentioned in, but he's not actually in the race i'm talking about his world record the 10k on the line versus Joshua Cheptegei in in Valencia. So I'm I'm calling this one Cheptiguy versus Bekele. Who who do you have in that one?
0: Well I have guy and I have money on this uh this match this so-called matchup with, <laughs> with history here. I actually have Joshua Chepteguy breaking 2610 and if not I owe Gordon $26.17. Uh, it's a pretty <laughs> aggressive bet on my part because you know that's what when people break world records they like to not only just break them by the thinnest margin possible so as to not burn themselves out in a long distance race they like mm-hmm. to do it for a writer in austin texas to make sure he gets his money uh they'd like to smash said record so i think we've, we're gonna see Joshua which the guy run back to back sub 1305 mm-hmm. 5ks and and cra- and crush this record no uh yeah i think he's gonna absolutely break this um I think the twelve thirty five, the perfect pacing in Monaco when the conditions weren't perfect, perfect ideal. Records have fallen in Valencia, Spain. Last couple of years, people mm-hmm. run fast this time of year in 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 the fall. Um, everything's going to be geared for him breaking this mark. I I I definitely after running twelve thirty five, yeah, I, I think a guy can run. Okay, so his his requirement is to run back to back thirteen oh eight. I I think. I think he can certainly do that after running at 1235. Yeah, I think he'll get it. I don't think I'm as confident as you are,
1: but mm-hmm. I think he's on a, I think he's on a roll right now. And then we also have to talk about the Guy at the World Half, and I think his closest competition is going to come. So World Half, just for those of you who are, who are losing track of all these events, that's October 17th. So still a ways Ten away, days the later. farthest away. Yeah. So you could have a situation where Cheptegei goes uh you know 5k world record 10k world record and then goes to the world half looks like his you know at least in terms of how good they've been in 2020 his fellow Ugandan Jacob Kiplimo is going to be entered but I'm guessing at that point you're still going to roll with with Cheptegei.
0: Oh I mean I, I as good as Kiplimo's been Twelve forty eight, seven twenty six. I mean, he's been no stratosphere close to uh, Cheptea Guy. Just in the fact that Cheptea Guy mm-hmm. beat him at World World Cross, which seems like it was a million years ago. But then, also just the fact that his he ran a twelve thirty five record, and just much more accomplished on the on the roads. We're talking about a guy that's run whatever it was twelve fifty one for for a five thousand for for a five k on the roads. Yeah, mm-hmm. even in for guy in his half marathon debut. I mean, I wouldn't, it, it, it's unlikely to happen, but I wouldn't uh, rule out the possibility of him challenging Cam Warwar's world record. I mean, just on as how, how, how good this guy's been, how strong he is on the roads, I think it's certainly a possibility. And yeah, with no Cam Warwar in this race, who's recovering from an accident earlier in the year, um, mm-hmm. I think this is, it, it, a hugely hugely favored race for for chep the guy and uh, yes of course i'm interested to see how kip limo go, does and i think we'll see those guys maybe working together as teammates but but he's not in the same arena at this point as chep the guy
1: longer distance though introduces some yeah, and the
0: kenyans and the kenyans will bring good guys sub 59 guys i mean there'll be plenty of sub 59 guys in this in this field so it's i, I guess i should summarize it is it's going to be a little bit more competitive it's not just going to be him like i don't think running away from uh, at the beginning and uh the roads he's not as comfortable one would think as he maybe is in cross country on the track but he's done he's run fast on the roads and he's he's uh, outside of kipchoge he's the best runner in the world right now and um that should give him plenty of confidence especially i mean if he breaks the 10k world record i he's going to go in this into this race thinking i can't lose
1: Yeah, he hasn't run anything longer than a 15K on the road, at least according to Tila Stapia. That's it. So he's Mm -hmm. going to be entering uncharted territory here. There'll be other guys from Kenya and Ethiopia that have more experience at the distance. Cam War not being there, though. But do you have any reason to
0: doubt him? Do you have any reason to doubt him, though?
1: Well, I've been looking at his heart rate data on Strava recently, (laughs) and I've been noticing some (laughs) concerning issues in his longer – tempo runs uh Mm -hmm. i mean there is a possibility you don't see people break down from 10k going to half marathon the same way you see half marathoners break down going to the marathon and that's for good reason so i don't i don't think he will be i don't think it'll be like a situation where he could have a massive blow up but and no it wouldn't surprise me if someone like you know from ethiopia or kenya like a ronix kipro2 someone like that uh jumps in this thing and and makes it Fast from the get go, and is able to is able to beat him. I would still put him as the favorite because I do think he's going to break the 10K world record. And at that point, I think you need to basically favor him in any race from from the 5000 through through the half marathon.
0: Yeah, like you said, we just don't know who's going to be there. If, of course, you know that that would. <laughs> Turned my head a little bit if ronix Kipruto showed up a guy who's run somehow run 26 24 for ten thousand meters on the on the roads and is proven yeah. to be a great road runner um but still he got he got the smoke in doha last year in, in the 10k and uh unless this is truly going to be i mean may, maybe you can think about beating chap guy if it's just incredibly incredibly fast i know i offered up the possibility that he could break the world record but Maybe that's the route, but if if this comes down to like the last three miles, I mean, no, no chance, no, absolutely no chance. I don't think against Chep, guy right now. He's entered, a, he's entered not, not the career long accomplishments, but I think the fear factor, the intimidation factor, is in a similar ballpark right now to a Kipchoge. Is in that's how unbeatable he is. I know some people mm-hmm. are going to disagree. Basically everyone, but that's yeah, how I think of him right now.
1: Yeah, we may not be there quite yet. Yeah. But it's
0: like 7 to 15 more years and then we'll be there, you know? That's that's about how long we need of cheptic guy dominance and we'll be there.
1: I know you you took a guy who's been at it for about 2 years and compared him to a guy who's going up on what, 6 7 years in the yeah. hardest race to dominate. I'm not quite there. Uh yeah. emails real quick. Do you want to run through a couple of these? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Robert writes in, love the podcast. At the beginning of the 2020 season, I imagine there were several athletes that had planned for this to be their final year competing with no official forum to view retirement notifications. Do you know who is or will be retiring by season's end? I've heard about Dwayne Solomon's retirement. I believe that's the only one that's received any major coverage. Uh, have any athletes made announcement on retiring after the upcoming 2021 Tokyo Olympics? Lincoln, you cover the retirement beat for Track.
0: Do I? Look at your face. No, I've heard more comebacks
1: than people retiring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who's the, who's, I, why can't she's, her name's evading me here, but the, the hurdler we interviewed way earlier in the year came back. uh, Don
1: Harper Nelson. Yeah.
0: Don Harper Nelson. I mean, she's, she's on a, she's on a comeback still. She didn't compete in 2020 because of the pandemic, but she was planning on coming back. Um, As far as retirements to, Anticipate? I don't know. I mean, Bernard Lagat's got to retire at some point, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But he's made no such no such announcements. Um, Correct. he's the Julio Franco of track and field. Um, but I don't know. I I, I think people use this as a not as a t- time to think about retirement, but as a time to dream about. Ooh, a little more time, and what can I do? Can I get ready yeah. to go for twenty twenty one? I think that was more of the. That was the rule and, and the exception was a Dwayne Solomon type situation. I could be wrong, but yeah, we haven't heard a ton. Uh, but we also haven't had microphones in people's faces to say, what are you doing? Yeah. What are your plans, long-term plans? And like people mm-hmm. aren't saying, you know, this is it. We haven't Justin Gatlin has competed and uh, mm-hmm. a little bit, but has you know, hasn't said anything about his future. We're anticipating that uh, mm-hmm. in the next couple of years, but we just don't know. We don't know at this point.
1: Otto Bolden always says nobody retires in an Olympic year, and I think you could extend that mm-hmm. to this year because it was such a weird year. Yeah. Uh, Mick, mm-hmm. Mick writes in, a few months ago, you were discussing athletes you would like to have movies made about them, and, the Kathy, and Kathy Freeman was brought up. I think it was Gordon who asked, where's the trauma? <laughs> well, yeah, that was Gordon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. Well, That's a T-shirt.
1: <laughs> last week, a Last Dance-style documentary was put out, and I would be interested in your take on it. I feel it finds a good balance between the athletic achievements, the social context, and the human story. As someone who grew up in Australia during that period, I feel like it accurately represents the racial issues of the time without exaggerating or dismissing them. It was made by the ABC Australian Broadcasting Commission and is called Freeman. Not sure if it's available in the U.S., but if so, would recommend checking it out. Enjoy the pod. Keep up the Mm. good work. Thank you, Mick. Appreciate it. And I love documentaries and I love sports documentaries. And Gordon is wrong a lot, so it's good. Let's just embrace that.
0: Where's the drama? Where's the, drama, where's the drama? Says the guy who's where's the where's the drama? Says the guy who doesn't realize that the Sixers are completely broken. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a weird comparison, but yeah, yeah, I think we caught him a little bit there without familiarity with the Kathy Freeman story, which is which is fine. But uh, the the drama was the unlikelihood of her ever being a professional runner and then winning the uh, Olympic gold medal in her home country. Uh after wearing, after
1: carrying the torch open, yeah. opening ceremonies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. That,
0: so, that, uh, um, so I yeah, you know, I would love to see this documentary. I'll I'm gonna definitely check to see if it is available in the US.
1: I subscribe to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation here. It's on uh Sling. No, I don't. Uh oh. someone I was kidding. Uh someone uh asked if semenya if her ban includes the 400 hurdles. Yes, it does. Uh so everybody, you know, 400 to to the mile. That's the rule. uh Martin, mm-hmm. Marty, excuse me, from Maryland said, uh, I saw a photo of Jeff Sheercher breaking the half marathon world record in Prague. The size of a race bib was uh, astounding. Looking at it, I would say it was approximately 16 inches by 12 inches. Um, the size of the billboards has gotten larger and now it's being ridiculous. Her bib was hanging down below her top <laughs> onto her stomach. They had become wind socks and billboards combined. Mm. Said also in the tunes, well, know- Under Armour meets. Go
0: ahead. I, just, I was just going to make a joke. I think Run Check hasn't got their, they haven't had the full uh, opportunity to spread their marketing campaign like they would in a normal year. So they really wanted to expand and show those, show those bibs and then, sh- you know, shout out their, their brand as much as they can.
1: He's wondering why more meats don't use self adhesive backing on the bibs, which was a thing for a while. And I remember that. I think it's expensive. Uh, at Pre-classic.
0: It's expensive.
1: Yeah. At pre-classic one time, I was waiting to go into the press conference. And they were out there like giving athletes the bibs in the same hotel. And they were like doing the process. And it was one of the first years they did it. And everybody thought it was it was super cool. So, yeah. I, well, just yeah, like I just –
0: I wonder why almond milk hasn't replaced dairy milk as the primary milk of okay. of the world. Right. Let's keep it. And it's it's moving big on dairy that's David writes
1: in, it. <laughs> Britson under 20 world record. Not sure if I'm the only one who noticed this, but the U20 world record for fee Hunter is listed at Komoy at, at 328.81 and Inga Britson got three twenty eight sixty eight age nineteen. Am I crazy? Is David crazy, Mr. Almond Milk?
0: is he crazy that that he should have the the uh U20 world record. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, don't they do some weird thing where they're like if you're it's it's a cutoff, it's not just like what age you are. Like they're going to count him as an above 20 athlete because of when he turns 20. I I believe because if you look at the times I think now he gets his times associated with U23. It's it's not just like if you break Because he turns 20 this run, year. He- Right, so so therefore yeah. it doesn't count as a a uh as a U twenty type of a mark, yeah. Because if you look at his Telus Topazia page, his marks associated with age group are U twenty three, not U twenty. So there you go. There
1: it is. Uh, Kevin writes in after our awards episode, which we gave out probably three weeks too early, so we'll be redoing another awards episode. But we gave mm-hmm. Jakob Ingerbetsen the Ingerbetsen MVP. He says, uh, "You guys stated mm-hmm. that Jakob would win the Ingvar Award for the next ten years. Just a reminder that he is not the youngest sibling. There
0: you go. Is is there? Is it a a woman or a man who's coming up next? I, I don't know who's who's after him. Who? Maybe multiple. Who's, who knows? I'm not sure. Multiple. I thought, that, uh, I yeah. thought there's at least there's if at least there's a younger a, sister. I know that. Okay. If there's a better In- I don't know how there could possibly be a better Britson. I mean this guy's going to challenge world records for the next like 5 to 10 years. I mean he's he's the guy, right? He's he's the, he's the one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh like let's move on now to Oh, uh, maybe. Um hold on. There was another one here. Shoot, where did I go? Where did it go? Ah, here it is. Another email about the awards from Tim Just a quick comment on the awards. The big friendly, yes, Pete Gillian's team involvement was crucial, but credit needs to be given to the people who produce and organize the race. And that's Jeff Merrill, Michael Bergman, and the whole crew at Portland Track. They all worked really hard to pull this off. A series of meets and did a great job moving to three separate locations, running five meets and working with the Oregon State Health Department to make sure everyone was safe during COVID. Yes, we should have mentioned them as well. Applause
0: applause they did yes. it, they did a they did a good job they put the meat on in various outer space locations yeah yeah uh, they they did, and jeff they merrill really best strong. commentary
1: of 2020 for sure which his, people uh, were a fan pe- people were people were enjoying that pete julian's new orleans pelicans i'm still laughing about that one that was good that's good yeah that's a good one my type of humor my type of humor uh yep we got another one from uh the sisters out in utah but it's long I know I keep teasing that we're gonna read this, but it is long and I want to make sure we have time to read it. So I think we'll save it to the next time year on. Yeah. With me. Which yeah, could that's... be as early as two days from now. So <laughs> eagerly anticipating it, Kevin. Yes. But they they wish they wish us well and they wrote in a very detailed email, so I want to make sure we have time to read it. What
0: but we'll leave it there. Thanks
1: everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks everybody for uh, listening and downloading and writing in flow podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, the show will be back tomorrow with a guest. There might be another guest on Thursday and there could even be a third guest on Friday. Wow. Uh, wow. some you're familiar here? with some, you may not be familiar with different events, different disciplines, different athletes, different ages, different issues. We might be tackling all of it. Shortly. Mm -hmm. That's right. Lincoln's exclusive with Usain Bolt is coming up tomorrow. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. I don't want to start any more rumors again. All right. Thanks a lot for producing. We'll talk to you guys next time.